0: Who do you think would win in that fight? Michael Myers
1: or Jason? We're talking about Michael from the 4, 5 and 6 trilogy. I would say Jason
0: takes it because that Michael's No, 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 no. That Michael is actually supernatural. Well,
1: exactly. No, that's he what can't I'm saying. Be that Michael is actually supernatural. That's his power. Jason also is supernatural. That's his power. But Jason has more supernatural power
0: than that, Michael, is what I'm saying. Then he definitely has more supernatural powers than non-supernatural, Michael. No,
1: no, no. Because (laughs) the original Michael has symbolic power. He is a, like, literary device. He is a symbolic monster. Like, he actually can't be killed because he is in a fictional universe.
0: Oh, okay, <laughs> <So>. okay. <laughs> All you have to ask is one question. Has Michael Myers ever been to space or hell. (laughs) No, No, that's true. (laughs) Michael Myers has never been to any of those places. I'm sorry, Freddy. Jason has been to all of those places. Ergo, Jason takes it. (laughs) What do you think Freddy
1: would see if he went into Michael's dream? I think it would just be like a blank room with just nothing in it. No, it would. Michael just just standing there being boring. (laughs) No, that's what it would be. It would be a blank room with nothing in
0: it with him waiting for... Any person to come in so he could kill them. (laughs) Any person. Literally anyone.
1: (laughs) I want to get into that because original 1978 Michael, I feel like, is his own canon and has never existed ever again, even in the 2018 one. And I don't think he was the same as all the other Michaels that are just killing machines. (laughs) Hello and welcome to The Popcorn Isn't Real Happy Halloween! This is part two of our epic journey through the entire Halloween series. In the first part, we looked at John Carpenter's classic, the 1978. Halloween. If you haven't listened to that one, I would encourage you to give it a listen when you get the chance. Today, we are going to be looking at the rest of the films in the Halloween franchise. We are examining the fan theory that the true villain of the Halloween series is Dr. Samuel Loomis. Though he may seem like the hero, we believe that he created the monster, Michael Myers, by psychologically abusing him as a child for over seven years. And his true purpose in hunting down Michael, time after time, is so that no one can learn what he truly did. Now, I'm going to quickly walk you through the timeline of Halloween, because it gets a little wonky. First, we have Halloween 1, followed directly by Halloween 2. Then we have Halloween 3, which is in its own universe, a universe where the original Halloween actually exists as a fictional film, because a trailer for it is seen on TV at one point. We're not going to be looking at Halloween 3 for this theory. Then we have the Halloween 4 through 6 trilogy, which follows from Halloween 2, and we'll be starting by looking at those. Then we have the first reboot with H20, Halloween 20 years later, often referred to by us as H20. This one says Halloween 4 through 6 are just a dream and follows after the events of Halloween 2. H20 is followed by Halloween Resurrection. Then we have the first hard reboot, Rob Zombie's Halloween followed by Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. We are not going to be looking at either of the Rob Zombie films for this theory. Then we have Halloween 2018, which reboots the whole series to follow the 1978 film Halloween 1. We are going to be looking at that. Halloween 2018 is followed by Halloween Kills, which we did not have time to watch before recording this theory. It's just recently released, and we hope you all go see it. Okay, and if you're still with us after all that continuity mess, we're going to continue our theory, starting with
0: the 1981 film Halloween Two. It's a direct sequel to Halloween One, right? Like, it starts exactly where Halloween One ends. With
1: Loomis in that room right after Michael fell out the window, and then Michael's gone because he can't kill the boogeyman. Loomis raves to Sheriff Brackett, "'I shot him six times! I shot him in the heart! "'This guy, he's not human!' <laughs> I kind of think that perhaps Dr. Loomis isn't that good of a shot. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh no, I missed six times.
1: (laughs) It also takes Sheriff Brackett, a whole movie, to get, quote unquote, just about to the point where he stops taking orders from an insane lunatic who wandered into his town raving about an inhuman force of evil that has come home.
0: He's a psychologist. He's got the power of persuasion. (laughs) He knows how to make
1: you do what he wants. At one point, there's two ladies... Karen Bailey and Darcy Esmont are their names. They're not important. They are walking home from Stevie Mathis's Halloween party that had pinned the tail on the donkey and bobbing for apples with actual water. And actual <laughs> I believe water. It's Darcy says, you got to use actual water because... And then she tries to explain it, but Karen cuts her off. <laughs> what else would
0: you use?
1: Well, I'm thinking because like it sounds like Karen wanted it to be like more of a party party, you know, that maybe she was hoping it would be alcohol. Maybe Darcy was about to explain, like, that alcohol has a different density, and so the apples would sink. I don't know. Dude, that's a theory.
0: <laughs> wow. That's a good theory. Have you ever been in a situation where you are actually bobbing for apples? I did it once at, like... Me too. A birthday at party when I was, party like, party where five. we were kids. Yeah. Was this... Ever popular? Is that what they did for fun before they had, like, the internet and smartphones? Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's put apples in a bucket and try and get them out with our teeth. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like fun. Oh, let's do that. We could make a whole party about that. <laughs> hey, I'm that people would want alcohol instead of water. Maybe that was it, though. Maybe that's what it's about. is just, like, getting drunk. Maybe that was the whole thing, and we didn't understand because we were kids, bobbing up for apples with actual water. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it could be. I remember we did also have Pin the Tail on a Donkey at that same party with the Bobbling for Apples that we were both at.
1: We were at Stevie Mathis' Halloween party in 1978.
0: Oh my gosh. What? Way before we were born. (laughs) One day of our lives, we skipped way back in time just to be at a fictional party.
1: (laughs) So Darcy needs a ride home, but Karen can't give her a ride. And she says, can't you ask Eddie Lee? And she's like, Eddie Lee is in some other town. But interesting thing about this is if you watch the credits, Eddie Lee Volker is credited as the transportation coordinator. So the person who gives actors rides to and from the set.
0: Wow, oh, <laughs> he should have given her a ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>
1: This movie does ask the question, Laurie asks the question, why me? Which is a good question, because as we talked about already, yeah, Michael's M.O. does seem to be like young people who are just about to have sex or just did have sex. And Laurie was not that. And so this sequel decided to be like, yeah, why was it her? And they're like, oh, she was his sister and, and she was adopted by the Strodes. It's, it's, it's,
0: yeah, it's really weird, but yeah. Dr. Loomis is like driving around with the police And they just like murder this poor costumed man (laughs) No, no, for no reason. They just run him down. He might have survived, but then it like bursts into flames and he just burns to death. (laughs) No,
1: the person who gets murdered is Ben Tramer. Lori's crush, who she said in the first one, she wishes he would ask her to the dance. And Annie called. Oh, no. (laughs) Like later on, they're like, I can't find Ben Tramer. And they're like, huh, I think maybe it was that guy we ran over. Oh, no.
0: Wait, so Ben Tramer, her crush, was dressed as Michael Myers that Halloween? Because that's (laughs) pretty
1: interesting. He was. (laughs) But apparently that was like a common mask that was in their stores then, was a white painted William Shatner mask.
0: It was a William Shatner mask? Yeah, you
1: didn't know that? Okay, so that's a really famous bit of trivia is that they just bought a William Shatner mask from a store and they painted it white. And that was that was Michael Myers. Whoa. That's how they created him.
0: That's why he's got such great hair. <laughs> it does have great hair. In the newer movies, for some reason, they made the cheekbones on the mask like really saggy. His mask changes a lot. From movie
1: to movie, like in Resurrection, he's got like really prominent eyebrows. He always looks a little quizzical. Yeah. (laughs) Loomis says at one point, in many ways, he was the ideal patient. He didn't talk. He didn't cry. He didn't move. (laughs)
0: This <laughs> is the ideal patient. This is his, his idea of an ideal patient.
1: What a terrible doctor. You want no interaction. He drilled that into him. He was like, You need to be the ideal patient. Don't talk to me. Don't even move. Don't cry. And this is what turned yeah, Michael evil. Like, this is
0: my time for sitting here reading a book.
1: <laughs> the little kid we saw at the beginning looked like he was really sad, maybe about to cry. And then he got to Loomis and was like, Don't cry, stop talking.
0: <laughs> Don't move. <laughs> Just sit there quietly.
1: It was like, wow, thing. I've created The ideal patient, and then (laughs) 17 years later discovered, Oh, wait, I created
0: a monster. Can't let that get out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. My main thought about Halloween 2 as I was watching it was that it was fine, it was a decent horror movie, but I do feel like it kind of forgot what kind of slasher Michael Myers was. Yeah, Like, they have a bunch of, like, jump Jump scares and misdirections and just, you know, regular slasher fodder. But that's not what Michael Myers did. His thing was just being there, standing there in plain sight, staring at you and then walking away or driving away or whatever. They went with, he's purely and simply evil. They're like, okay,
1: he's evil. He just kills people all the time. He jumps out at people, you know, and they forgot the boogeyman aspect of it, which is just that he is an entity that is always around that watches you and occasionally punishes you.
0: Yeah. So it it ends with Michael Myers and Dr. Loomis getting blown up. It seems like they both died. Right. But did they?
1: until just recently because I'd never watched four through six I actually did not think Loomis was in any other
0: Halloween films turns out (laughs) boy you could not have been more mistaken Loomis becomes the main character of the Halloween franchise for a while (laughs) yeah
1: in Halloween one I was arguing that Michael Myers was like an actual kid who was turned evil by Loomis Obviously, in all the others, they're making him more and more supernatural. So from the others, I'm just picking out just little evidences that like Loomis is crazy and kind of evil himself.
0: That's fine. We already talked about how the continuity of these movies is loose at best <laughs> and uh, complete mess at worst. <laughs> so, Halloween 4, Return of Michael Myers. Halloween 4, I really liked how it started out with, like, two doctors going into an insane asylum, and this guard is kind of leading the way, and you hear, like, a scream in the distance, and one of the doctors says, Jesus! And the guard turns to him and says, Jesus ain't got nothing to do with this place. (laughs) Like, what a silly interaction. (laughs) was just exclaiming he wasn't actually calling upon his lord and savior and even if he was you don't need to be so offended you weird guard pretty good
1: (laughs) so yeah michael escapes again oh no and loomis is around He's got a big burn on his face. He uses a cane sometimes in this movie.
0: Never does that again. I mean, I think it's crazy that Loomis is still Myers' psychologist, yeah. especially given the fact that everyone in this movie at this insane asylum wants him gone or dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> they all want him out of there. <laughs> They're like, I can't wait till he leaves or drops dead.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, maybe he's not a very good psychologist. <laughs> no,
1: he's not. Michael escapes, and he does what he usually does when he escapes, which is he goes to a garage and steals a mechanic's car, and occasionally
0: kills the mechanic and takes his coveralls. I don't remember exactly when this was. I think it's while Mike is escaping, he just shoves his thumb through a guy's skull. <laughs> He's just like boop and pushes his thumb through. Your thumb bones are probably not stronger than skull bones. No, your thumb like your would thumb break thumb first would crack before the the skull does, right? Like. I think this is where he just takes off as like an actual Hulk. One of his things becomes, I can break down doors. (laughs) Like that's one of his powers. Like he can just, if there's a door, he could just bust through it.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, he he is super effective against doors. Mm
0: -hmm. He is. I mean, even in the first one, he does punch through a door at one point. So... Well, and and speaking of things established early on, really early in this movie, they just kind of drop the line that, oh, Laurie died off screen in a random car accident <laughs> she's gone <laughs> right. that's it for her and i guess she's her, her dream in. and she faked her death <laughs> i don't know i just thought like what an unceremonious way to write out your star character like come right. on i know nobody likes that oh cool
1: feat that michael has in this movie he he impales someone with a loaded shotgun oh yeah <laughs> <That was> cool <laughs> he doesn't fire the gun no, he michael never do. fires a gun <laughs> no <he's laughs> but he does stab people do. with things <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a blunt object <laughs> yep it's it, it's made to kill people in a very different way than. <laughs> <laughs> <used>. <laughs> okay so at the end jamie the little girl who the movie's about played
1: by Daniel Harris and her babysitter-slash-sister, have had a very traumatic experience, and the sheriff says, these kids aren't likely to forget. Then Loomis says, they've survived this ordeal. They'll survive its memory. And then he just walks away i yeah. gotta say great psychiatrist there like these kids have just <laughs> had just like done. a traumatic experience and this is how he deals with it right he's just like stop talking stand still it. don't cry <laughs> get over it <laughs> no yeah. wonder michael is the way he is
0: <laughs> i did like the character of jamie i thought she was fun uh, you know kind yeah. of cute little girl and daniel uh, harris character. is great And I liked that the movie ended with her in a clown costume, murdering her mom for no reason. Dude, she's Michael Myers's... Well, she's related to Michael Myers, at least.
1: (laughs) No, and I actually did really like that, that they were trying to make Jamie into the next Michael. It was kind of a cool little cyclical thing. Too bad they didn't go with that. But I also loved Loomis's reaction to that. Like, this is right after their ordeal. The mom takes Jamie away, like, you need a bath, because she's, like, covered in blood... But I like Loomis's reaction. Like, he just freaks out, immediately raises his gun up just because he sees a little girl covered in blood mm-hmm. carrying a bloody knife. He does not know she murdered someone at this point. I mean, obviously, there's a bloody knife, but like, his reaction is just, <laughs> evil little girl, kill. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. No, he, he knows what's up.
1: Halloween 5, Revenge of Michael Myers, made in
0: 1989. Yes, Halloween 5's.
1: This starts out, okay, so they blew him up in like a very deep cavern at the end of 4. like a mineshaft or something. He just like falls into an underground river, comes out into a less underground river. And then like goes into a coma or something. No, an old man keeps his corpse on the floor of his shack for, for a year. For years, yeah.
0: And then he wakes up on Halloween. <laughs> it's, it's pretty strange. This old man's just like, oh, I got my new decoration. Like, I love the way this looks on my floor. <laughs> anyway, this guy just left him on the floor for a year. Didn't try and bury the body, or if it wasn't a body, didn't try to bring it to a hospital. The main plot of this film is that...
1: Dr. Loomis is trying to get everyone out of his way so that he can badger and abuse Jamie into using her psychic powers to tell him about Michael. Exactly. And Jamie has psychic powers
0: now. (laughs) I want to clear some things up at the beginning of this movie. Ever since Halloween 4, you know how that movie ended with her becoming an evil clown and killing her mom, uh, Jamie has undergone a transformation. She is now mute. Mm -hmm. She is psychic. Right. Right. And she is also a little bit crazy. Like she freaks out and has panic attacks or whatever you want to call them.
1: And I got to say, like, Danielle Harris was a really good actor, even as a kid. And she's good at being mute and crazy.
0: She was really good.
1: (laughs) She is being housed in like a facility for children with mental illnesses. Yeah. And being treated, luckily, by doctors other than Loomis. (laughs) Right.
0: She is literally the next Michael Myers she murdered her mom for no reason and now doesn't talk. So how come she hasn't become an evil, empty void that just, you know, roams the earth to kill? Yeah. Right. I like, mean, why the answer not? to that
1: is clear. She that she has other doctors treating her. <laughs> exactly. Loomis comes around, but
0: they don't want him there. He's no. weird. And You're they're like, like Get stop out stop bothering Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I thought this was very good evidence for your theory. She literally did what Michael did. If anyone had treated him other than Loomis, then he would not have turned out the way he did. He just needed actual help instead of some weirdo telling him how pale and evil his eyes are. If Michael had been treated by anyone else. <laughs> well, but she is getting, like, harassed by people. She gets a rock thrown through her window with a note, The evil child must die do you no. think Loomis Dude, set that Loomis up Loomis paid someone to do that that's what I thought I was like this is way too similar to the this stuff he says this is what Loomis says. would
1: say and like I, when they did that at the beginning of the film I was like oh, okay so we're gonna deal with like the Haddonfield mob right, right? they're gonna be no trying one, to kill Jamie here
0: no one in the movie cared about her no one was no like one. oh she's no. evil only Loomis that rock thing <laughs> Happens once,
1: right when Loomis shows up. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, he's obviously not the one who threw it, but like, uh, you know, it's using his... He wrote the note, I think, at least. (laughs) It certainly is phrased
0: how he would phrase something. (laughs) The evil child must die.
1: Halloween 5, I would say, is the best of that trilogy, 4 through 6. I I think it's actually pretty fun.
0: It's a fun movie.
1: And I also think that to some extent in this movie, Michael does a little bit go back to his old personality. He is a little bit more about creeping and about slow scares rather than jump scares. Yeah, I mean, he waited a whole year on that guy's floor just watching him. (laughs) (laughs) And there are a few times in this one where he actually does mess around with his victims before he kills them. So I like that. Jamie has like a foster sister who was in Halloween 4, who dies in this one. But her foster sister's friend is Tina, who just for whatever reason has a really close connection with Jamie. They just like love each other. And Jamie's like, I have to save Tina. And I actually but. thought Tina was a good character because everything about her is, is, is kind of unexpected She's the sort of person who you expect to die cuz she's all about like
0: partying and getting drunk and like mm-hmm. oh don't worry about the crazy yeah, exactly. killer who wants to kill. Her. And like she comes like face to face with him at that gas station. Or sorry, at the cookie ladies <laughs> gas station, right? Yeah. Yeah. That that part is great. It it is it's really, really good. suspenseful. It. Super suspenseful.
1: There's some really good police officers who when Jamie says "cookie woman" the police officer is like, Phil's gas station on 5th and Main, which happens to have a picture of a a woman with big cookie boobs.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she sure did have big cookie
1: boobs. (laughs) Cookie woman could have meant anything. No. Maybe maybe she wants someone to bring her a cookie. She's like, cookie woman.
0: (laughs) Wow. is like a weird sexist man from the 50s.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. So, well, what's good about Tina is she's a pretty terrible person. Like, she has just enough good qualities that you want her to live, but enough bad qualities that you're like, she's probably gonna die. And so it creates, like, a lot of good tension. Mm -hmm. She also gives a very good performance of being creeped out by Loomis when she's, like, leaving after they're reassuring Jamie because some crazy psychic thing happened. And he leans way too close to Tina and growls, stay the night. (laughs) and the performance here is just so good the actors (laughs) clearly creeped out but she she acts polite and happy and she's just like oh i'm sorry i gotta run and then when he pushes her to stay the night she's like stay away from me okay you know you're really creepy filling that girl with all that boogeyman crap and then she leaves
0: yeah well she's right
1: (laughs) she has i think one of the most authentic reactions to loomis yeah most people just act like his weirdness is normal Most people act like the cops. When he tells the cops to follow Tina after this interaction, they say, for you, Doc, anything. (laughs) And I want to know that this is so consistent. This Mm -hmm. has always been the attitude of the Haddonfield Police Department toward Dr. Loomis.
0: Yeah, they will do anything for him.
1: Tina does make some terrible choices throughout this film. One, when she tries really are to get her best friend's boyfriend killed by the police by running out of a Halloween party with him wearing a Michael Myers mask yeah. trying oh. to kill her. With like an and then the cops point their guns at him and he's like, ha ha, this isn't a laughing matter. They're about to kill you, mm-hmm. man.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, they they really oh. pranked those policemen. <laughs> yeah,
1: Loomis's plan is to lure Michael oh, to his own his home. <laughs> and so <laughs> he plan. keeps acting like he has a really foolproof plan. Like, this mm-hmm. is the only way to kill him. Like, it feels like he's somehow uncovered some sort of weird supernatural way to kill him. Like, it has to be in his own home so the ritual may be complete sort of thing. But his plan is to lock a little girl and a cop in a room to lure Michael there to kill them all. Yep. <laughs> and Not he, when that cop tries to call for backup, he holds the cop at gunpoint. Yep, he does. <laughs>
0: It all culminates in the end of the movie with her running for her life from Michael and then getting, like, caught by Loomis, who uses her as bait for his chain <laughs> yeah. oh, trap. He's so evil. <laughs> he holds her out in front of him and he says, You want her? Come get your little girl. <laughs> and then traps Michael. And the the big finisher of his trap is that he's got a board with a nail that he's going to beat Michael with. <laughs> board with a nail the best part of the movie
1: it was so much
0: trouble it was so much trouble to lure him to the old myers house he could have done that anywhere yeah but he hadn't set up the net anywhere he set up the net here
1: <laughs> so what he was telling the police when he's like there's only one I way have to beat a him net. Was, I, have a big <laughs> I already <laughs> went to all the trouble of setting up this big chain net in mm-hmm. the myers house That's we have to go them. there i can't set up another net <laughs> yeah, <what laughs> where am i gonna think? find it's another chain net
0: <laughs> come on <laughs> So, wait, does Halloween 5 end with, like, an evil trench coat superhero from the 20s with a fedora and a Tommy gun breaking Myers out and kidnapping Jamie because that's what I saw and that was pretty weird (laughs) that
1: is how it ends Yep, no that's pretty weird and it's it's good foreshadowing for the general tone (laughs) of (laughs) Halloween (laughs) 6 what what are they doing (laughs) like clearly they were already planning Halloween 6
0: which is crazy because if they were why didn't Halloween 6 make more sense it seems like Mm -hmm. they had no plan whatsoever well from what (laughs) i've read it seems like halloween six was like undergoing massive rewrites during filming right i can certainly feel that
1: so halloween six actually doesn't have a number it's just called halloween curse of michael myers and it was made in 1995 which is strange because the last one was made in 1989 so a full six years even though it seemed like they had some like like they had really good ideas like they ended Mm -hmm. on a cliffhanger i don't have too much from halloween six paul
0: Rudd shows up He's freaking Paul Rudd. He's he's the little boy from the first Halloween, I guess. <laughs> he's Tommy Doyle. Tommy's back. And he's, he's read too many Laser Man books because now he's waiting for Myers to come Dude, back. He's a freaking superhero. Paul Rudd says, his work isn't done. And this time, I'll be ready. <laughs> it's got to be all the Tarantula Man comics and Neutron mm-hmm. Man, yep. Laser Man. Now, I I do like that they introduced Dr. Loomis in this movie because I thought he was dead, but then he shows up and he's like, no, not dead. Just very much retired.
1: (laughs) They don't even explain it. Like, yeah, he got like stabbed by Michael at the end of
0: Halloween 5. Yeah, no, he's just back. (laughs) He didn't die. One important thing that happened in this movie, Jamie, I guess, grew up in a dungeon, a literal dungeon. (laughs) And all she does is give birth to babies. And also, why couldn't they get Daniel Harris? I mean, I'm glad they didn't because they just kill her right away. But (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad they didn't. Basically, she's been raised in a dungeon and her sole purpose is to have babies that are sacrificed by this cult, as far as I understood. You have understood far more than I did about this movie. But yeah, so she manages to escape. Uh, One of the cultists helps her escape with her baby and she gets out of there. The cultists send Michael Myers after her. Is he just like a piece of furniture or like a fixture of their facility? Like, I don't know. It was very strange. But yeah, she escapes with her baby. She puts it somewhere and then goes over it just to die. Yeah. Now, I, I just, I have to ask, what in the world was Paul Rudd doing this whole movie? <laughs> like, what he's, so he finds a baby in a cupboard somewhere. Uh-huh. So now he's just going to, like, take care of it? I don't know. Apparently, it's his baby now. He takes it to a hospital and just freaks out. He freaks out on everyone <laughs> like, at this get hospital. Get me a doctor! Yeah. <laughs> like that, I don't know what he's doing, but he's certainly not trying <laughs> like, to get help security. because they're like getting security, and then he's just like, "Whoop! I'm out of here!" <laughs> and he leaves without getting any help. So, like, this is how
1: every scene in this movie plays out. It's like the beginning and end of the scene were written by different
0: people who didn't yeah. know what the other part of the scene was. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> So yeah, Paul Rudd basically just confused the crap out of me for this entire movie. But then, fully redeemed himself when he just beat the absolute crap out of Michael Myers. Michael Myers is like attacking them and then Paul Rudd's just like, no, not today just pounds him to the floor injects him with some random stuff and like walks away victorious when he injects (laughs) him with that thing my
1: only complaint was he didn't say let me handle this this (laughs) shit." yeah no you should have
0: said it i was like what's going on here (laughs) there's one line you say before you inject was that film made like several years later or something (laughs) Do you know what they injected him with? I don't know. No, like, and he just, just kind of like, come out of he nowhere. He just like
1: dissolves into yeah, nothing, does he? That was Doesn't it for he? him. He's, I don't, that, that I don't, don't know. That is literally the end of that Michael. That's that specific supernatural <laughs> yeah, Paul weird Paul Rudd, cult Michael. Yeah, Celeryman, beat the crap out of him. <laughs> just kill him. Yeah, go celery <laughs> Man.
0: Dude, we've got important work to do. <laughs> At one point in the movie, the cultists have like Loomis and Paul Rudd like in a room and they've trapped them. And then the next scene, mm-hmm. Loomis and Paul Rudd are just outside and they're like, whoa, that was horrible. What do we do now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I know. There's so many
1: cuts like that in this film where it's just like, what happened between shots?" Like, I don't understand how these people got here.
0: Halloween 6 is a just a ball of crazy.
1: The only real evidence I had of just Loomis being bad from this movie was at one point, he's talking about Michael and he says, the thing inside him came from a source too violent, too deadly for you to imagine.
0: Yeah, it's Dr. Loomis. He's talking about himself.
1: And then then he becomes really like sad and melancholy. And he goes, it was pure evil. (laughs) it's it's, because he's the source the the thing that came from was the source too violent too deadly too evil it was it was dr loomis
0: that's that's halloween That, that is the end of dr loomis basically that's the end of the main series we're coming into the first continuity reset
1: h20 h20 20 years later whatever the title is yeah made in 1998 I will say that among fans, at least before 2018, H20 was generally regarded to be one of the best of the sequels, if not the best sequel in the whole. I can see where series. they're coming
0: from. I don't fully agree.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's basically scream. But yeah, it was without any very twist. 90s, very <laughs>
0: scream with less imagination, kind of. I thought it started out with a cute Jason reference at the beginning. I thought that was fun, kind of poking fun at the fact that Jason is just Michael Myers. Joseph Gordon-Levitt shows up in the Jason mask for the first jump scare of the movie. I thought that's nice. Yep. a Cute tip of that's the hat, fun. right? Like, that's cool.
1: Yeah, so Marion Chambers, the nurse from the first oh, film. Oh yeah, wow, she's back. Played by Nancy <laughs> Stevens, who's coming back in Halloween Kills again. And this one, her house has been like broken
0: into and she goes over to yeah, the neighbor's okay. house and she is the neighbor's kids the are like... Of a home invasion. (laughs) Yeah. She knows that there are bad people in her house. Why does she decide to call on the two teenage boys next door (laughs) to go and rid her house of home invaders? Like, yeah, I might check it out. I would definitely call the police. I would not ask two children to go in my house. But I will say this is one of my favorite parts of the movie. I thought Joseph Gordon Levitt did a great job. Yeah, dude, he's an amazing actor. It's crazy a really that good they brought actor. him in just to kill him I off. I can't the believe beginning. they killed him off like that. He could have been the star of this movie. What the heck, guys? I mean, of course he wasn't that big back then. <laughs> he was just in third rock, right? He was big enough. You got to remember, this is in the Scream era, and
1: what made Scream so surprising? They got Drew Barrymore, who was famous, and killed her at the very beginning. Like that's what they were doing. They got Joseph Gordon-Levitt; they make him a fun, cool character. So you're like, oh, this guy's gonna live, and then they kill him. But they didn't do it. What a horrible idea! Any, because as, her, well, they killed him off-screen,
0: unlike Drew Barrymore. Her, no, but that, that was a horrible reveal to come back and oh, he's got an ice skate in his face. That's not how right, Michael yeah. Myers kills people. That's a Jason kill. Yeah, exactly. That's a Jason kind of death. Marion Chambers comes back to her house. Both those kids are dead. Well, first he goes into her house and then I think uh, Myers starts like chasing her. So she runs back. Right. To she has house. a framed
1: picture of Dr. Loomis and like yeah. I think on her desk. She just has a file like, for Laurie Strode just yeah. out. And then Michael just kills her, which I'm like, why bring back the nurse from the first one Yeah, I know. who no one recognized and no one even knew she mm-hmm. was the nurse from the first one just to kill her, you know? Just to kill her <laughs> off, yeah. And then we get newspaper clippings. And so there's like a montage of newspaper clippings as the credits go by. One of them says Dr. Loomis gained international fame treating then six-year-old Michael Myers... Myers, spelled wrong, was only one of the mass murderers that Dr. Loomis has treated over his distinguished career. Uh-oh. Now I believe he that perhaps Dr. Loomis is creating mass murders. Yeah, dude, I mean, that's pretty good. Maybe like he created that. all of them. Maybe he he maybe he treated Freddie.
0: Maybe he treated Jason. Who knows? <laughs> I, that's true. Freddie could have definitely been in some sort of institution. Again, I don't know if he's doing it on purpose,
1: but I do think that like. If you get treated by Dr. Loomis, there's a good chance you will become a mass murderer. (laughs) And it's got to be something to do with him. As we already saw in the whole, like, Jamie didn't turn into one because she was treated by someone else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Laurie Strode is now the headmistress at like a private school and she changed her name. She faked her death. And this kind of ties into the four through six trilogy because in that canon, it was said that she died in a car crash. And in age 20, she says that she faked her death using a car crash. And that's how she changed her name and started a new life in California as a headmistress at this private fancy school.
0: Well, we'll get into this, but I was going to ask, like, does this mean that they were trying to canonize 4, 5, and 6 as something that did happen, but she faked her own death? I appreciate that they tried. And that means that, that she, they Jamie exists. Jamie, her daughter exists, and she just abandoned her and went to have a son. She has three non-canon kids. (laughs) She's got Jamie, who became non-canon when H2O came out. She's got her son in H2O, who became non-canon when Halloween 2018 came out. And she's got her daughter and her granddaughter in 2018, who I'm sure will be non-canon eventually as well. (laughs) (laughs) Happens to the best of us. (laughs) I do think that the guy that they got to play her son in this movie does kind of look like her. Her son is played by Josh Hartnett, who actually was somewhat
1: of a teen, like, famous guy for, like, a few months in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's the the main character in The Faculty, I think.
0: Oh, dude, yeah. I knew I recognized him. That's a good movie. Why did they have LL Cool J come back from the dead just to save Michael Myers at the end? Jamie Lee Curtis is about to kill Michael Myers. Like it's all done and she's got him on the ropes and the paramedics are coming. And then this security guard, Ella Cool Day, like pops out of nowhere and is like, no, don't kill Michael Myers and (laughs) saves him. And I'm like, why? (laughs) Why have him do that? That's like the the, he's he's the opposite of Buster Rhymes. (laughs) Jeez. Anyway, then she gets in the ambulance and kills him anyway. Or does she? So
1: I always love moments where Michael acts a little bit human, and so at yes. the end, I liked that Michael is reaching out to her, and there's that moment, and then she chops off his head. That yeah. on its own was already a cool moment. It was even Michael. cooler when you got to resurrection. <laughs> they reveal Michael. that was just so, some random dude wearing a mask who was like, "Save
0: <laughs> me, <laughs> Lori Strode!" <laughs> chopped off his head <laughs> with <laughs> one swing of an axe. <laughs> chops his entire head off. Uh, that was,
1: I think, that's the best way they've ever brought Michael back. <laughs> now we can get into
0: Halloween Resurrection. That was all I had to say about H two O. Halloween Resurrection, made in two thousand two, my favorite Halloween movie of all of them. It's like even the first one. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm ashamed to say, even better than the very first Halloween movie. It's so good. <laughs> so it's the follow up to Halloween H two O. And at first, I wasn't sure what to think about it because it starts out with Jamie Lee Curtis in insane asylum. And, oh, no, she didn't kill Michael Myers. She killed a paramedic. Oh, poor Jamie Lee Curtis. So she's not taking her antipsychosis pills. She's hiding them in a teddy bear. And maybe this is why she sees Michael Myers watching her through the window because she's hallucinating. I don't know. Right. Uh, I think maybe those pills are to keep her from hallucinating Myers outside her maybe window. Maybe she <laughs> hallucinates
1: the whole movie.
0: And this, this Laurie Strode that. is the one from Halloween 2018. It could be.
1: And she was just a really big fan of Buster Rhymes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, she was like... She had a whole fantasy just about like, him. <laughs> Who could save me from Michael Myers? Who is possibly <laughs> cool enough and badass enough to beat him? Him. And then she she knew it. It was Busta freaking Rhymes. I love
1: Busta Rhymes, the movie, which is what it should have been called. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I thought it was interesting how this movie just gets straight into the kills. Like less than 10 minutes in, we've already got like a security guard's head in the dryer about to be followed by another one.
1: Michael lowers himself down from the ceiling with one hand. He's he's holding onto a board with one (laughs) hand. I know. He does like
0: a one-arm- He must have been holding himself
1: completely like like perpendicular on the ceiling with one hand. Like his his forearm muscles are insane. I think his biggest, his greatest feats of strength are in Resurrection, but nowhere near the feats
0: of Buster Rhymes. Anyway. Oh man, dude, we're going to talk about that too. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Michael Myers is very strong in this movie. Like he's punched through doors before. He has
1: never once until just now. He just walks through a door as though it is not there. <laughs> he
0: walks through it, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I don't even need to punch it. I can just walk <laughs> What a door. Did someone put a door here? I didn't see any door. Well, I, I do like the beginning of this movie.
1: Like, I really like I the part it. where she catches I him. I loved it. The first time I watched it, though, I did think that the part where she dies kind of sucks. And I think that everyone, after watching H2O, probably was like, yeah, Lori's back. And no, I loved it. I was, I was all for it. Because I think this movie is a wonderful, just like campy, cheesy mess. I really like it. And... I think that's the reason why it's so low rated It's just that they brought Lori back and everyone was excited and then they killed her in the very beginning. But like, I feel like that's also not their fault. Like Jamie Lee Curtis said, you have to kill me in the beginning. Yeah. She made it very clear. She did not want to be involved anymore. And she hates Halloween Resurrection and thinks the mov- whole movie is a joke. No. She is 100% correct. That movie is a joke, but it's a very good joke.
0: <laughs> it's so good. It's my favorite movie <laughs> in the entire franchise. The beginning of this movie was clearly meant to be the end of this movie. (laughs) So I kind of wonder why they started with it. (laughs) um. So Jamie Lee Curtis was contracted to do two Halloween movies.
1: And she actually liked and was super into H2O. But then at the end of that, she was like, that's a good end to my story. I don't want to do this anymore. So they probably did have a whole story written. And they are like, well... Let's do the end of it.
0: And exactly. What's cool right now? Reality TV. Yes. <laughs> Let's well, do that. And that's why I liked it because this is a really good ending. Like it's actually good. I love it. I love how it builds up and he's you know hunting her down. I liked uh, Curtis catching Myers and then going to check him just to make sure that it's actually I- him. Because she was afraid. And then he grabs her and stabs her. And then she kisses him she on kisses the lips. She kisses him. I love that part. No, <laughs> I, that, says, I
1: really love that part. Like, that's amazing. The best interaction between Laurie and Michael <laughs> in so the entire good. series.
0: Why would you kiss him? <laughs> and then says, I'll see you in hell. <laughs> yeah. as well, Jamie dies. Lee Curtis just
1: <laughs> totally hamming it up for a movie she cares nothing about. <laughs>
0: And then Michael Myers giving his knife to his biggest fan, this man who knows all the trivia. They set it up for the next Michael Myers by having him hand off his knife to someone else before continuing the movie with Michael Myers and not that guy. (laughs) So there's a a crazy guy in this place who wears a clown
1: mask and loves serial killers. Mm -hmm. I love Michael's just interaction there just he's, that he's like, oh, like here I like you. you go dude it's this your turn what You need. You need I'm knife. off <laughs> yeah, I it's like it, it's it, like it harkens back to his child he's like oh clown mask oh I know
0: what you would like here you go <laughs> yeah, he wants a knife <laughs> I did that with a clown mask it was great dude that started my whole career <laughs> and I think it starts the movie on the right note because it gives Michael a little heart right no I agree I just love that part and this whole movie is about putting Michael in awkward situations um, yeah. where he's He's kind of out of his element. And that's why I love it. I love seeing Michael out of his element.
1: We've already established, I always love it when Michael doesn't kill someone that he walks past. <laughs> and yeah. uh, he didn't kill
0: that clown guy and he like passed the torch to him. It's pretty cool. Like you said, the rest of this movie is kind of about like some sort of weird reality TV show setup thing. It was way ahead of its time, honestly, in like the year 2002. Right. Yeah, It would work a lot better nowadays with actual influencers and smartphones. It's like they foresaw people making, like, live videos of themselves streaming, right? Like, live streams.
1: Even though in this film, they're texting with, like, a stylus on a flip phone. It's <laughs> yeah, so <I> weird. <laughs> oh,
0: it's so weird. Basically, they're putting on this weird reality TV show where they've got a bunch of teens, and they're live streaming, just looking around in Michael Myers' old house. Deckard, who is the friend of kind of the main character, she's exploring the haunted house, He goes to a party and he's like screw parties i want to watch this cool webcam show as he's watching this couple bursts in because they're gonna have sex and they see this like pervy nerd weirdo watching a webcam and he's like oh they're exploring a haunted house you guys want to watch and then this couple who clearly (laughs) wants to have sex are like Oh my gosh, sure, we'll watch <laughs> I'm like, this is apparently a great idea. People love to watch this. And eventually, of course, everyone in the party comes into that room and is just watching and being like, Oh, oh this is great. <laughs> I, I do think that this movie is
1: is smarter than people give it credit for. Like people yeah, think it's just a dumb movie. It's so joke. self-aware. It
0: knows what it's doing. And
1: in, in a lot of ways it's critiquing and making fun of the Halloween
0: franchise itself. Exactly. It's critiquing like the viewers watching. (laughs) the movies (laughs) it's the only movie that puts Myers in like actual situations where he needs to interact with people instead of just killing them he's totally out of his element he doesn't know what's going on basically Myers is here in his own home fighting off (laughs) home invaders (laughs) <laughs> like i thought that was such a good reversal oh, right. watching it it dawned on me and i was like oh my gosh Myers is the good he's guy these himself. guys are invading his home like he honestly probably doesn't know what's going on here he's just like why is my house full of people i gotta kill why else <laughs> would they have started
1: the previous movie h2o with home invaders with that nurse. exactly that's
0: what they were hinting at <laughs> my my absolute favorite scene in this movie and in the entire Halloween series <laughs> is when Michael Myers comes face to face with, with himself. <laughs> himself. Oh, dude! I <laughs> and love this just part. there, completely blank and subservient, <laughs> as he gets chewed out and berated by himself for right, right, stuff right. he doesn't have any idea about. <laughs> like, I don't, never No, I love this part too. This. It's so good. Of course,
1: Buster <laughs> Rhymes is dressed up as Michael Myers because he Myers, wants to freak yes, out the contestants, he's gonna scare the kids. And then he's like, "What are you doing here, man? Like, get out of here! Like, we can't have two Michael's running around. Then they'll know it." <laughs> (laughs) Michael's just like, what? Oh, shoot, did I do something wrong? (laughs) Like, Uh just standing there? He looks so so meek. The whole time, because we know Michael. At this point, he's just a killing machine. We're like, he's just going to kill Buster Rhymes. He doesn't. He says, like, Buster Rhymes tells him, go away. away. (laughs) And he just turns around. He's like, okay. And he walks away. No one has ever done this to Michael
0: before. No one's (laughs) just, like, yelled at him and been like, go away. In my mind, I think that... He, in his own twisted subconscious, believes that this is himself. And he's <laughs> mad at himself and yelling at himself because he hasn't killed more teens. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I guess I better go kill some more of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, and this is another meta moment where I think it's critiquing itself. Like, this is literally
0: the franchise yelling at itself. It is. <laughs> it's like, kill more, <laughs> <laughs> scare them more. And I kind of thought maybe the writers had come up with the idea to have two Michael Myerses in one movie. And they were like, no, that's stupid. We can't have two Michael Myerses. And then they <laughs> wrote this scene.
1: <laughs> and I just love how consistent Buster Rhymes is throughout this movie. So at this point, he doesn't know that's Michael Myers, but he very quickly learns that is real Michael Myers and he is actually killing people. Mm -hmm. But Buster Rhymes never is even remotely afraid of Michael Myers. He doesn't have even a shred of fear toward this mass murderer. Going along with my point about fear and just how amazingly well-crafted this movie was. One of the things that people think is stupid about this movie is that Buster Rhymes beats Michael. Why can Buster Rhymes beat Michael? Laurie Strode tells us at the very beginning, she says that she can beat Michael because she does not fear him. And then her sin is that she lets fear creep into her heart because she's like, oh, I'm afraid this might not actually be Michael. And that's why she dies. Buster Rhymes wins because he never has any fear of Michael. And that's why he can just beat the crap out of him. (laughs)
0: He just karate kicks Myers out the window and hangs him up like a freaking pinata. (laughs) What is is even going on here? (laughs) Like at first you think Buster Rhymes is about to like trip and fall on his butt and it's gonna be silly. No, he spins around, karate kicks him right out that wall. Like he's out of (laughs) here. Right, and then Michael comes back and stabs him, and now you're like, oh no, Buster Rhymes is dead. But oh boy, is he not done yet? Beat Buster Rhymes. No, I'm so glad I made it to Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> oh, it it's made the entire series just worth watching. It's so good.
1: So it ends with like the coolest scene ever where the house is just on fire and Buster Rhymes shows up and is like, <laughs> trick or treat, motherfucker. And, oh, dear, yes.
0: oh my God. But Buster Rhymes just kicks Myers' ass. Up and down the house. Like, <laughs> what more could I want? I, I thought it was really sad that they killed Michael Myers in his own house and burnt his house down around him. Like, they are the bad guys.
1: <laughs> and they electrocuted also, him at the same time. The house is already on fire and they tangled him
0: up in wires. Very, very unbelievably good meta critique of what they are Dude, doing yeah, to no, the I series. yeah, no, I want to talk about this. <laughs> they are literally killing Michael Myers and burning down... <laughs> pretty much laughing about it, <laughs> rubbing it in our face with their mother effers. <laughs> well, at the very
1: end, the house is burning down, but they got out, they're alive, the reporters are interviewing them, and Buster Rhyme says to the reporters, he's like, Michael Myers is not a soundbite, a spin-off, a celebrity tie-in. I'm done dancing for these cameras, <laughs> which I think is a good end to the series. Because first of all, Two of those make sense. Soundbite does not. Michael Myers doesn't no, speak. Doesn't you cannot talk. get a soundbite from him. <laughs> he's not a spinoff. I'm sure they talked about making spinoffs when yeah. they were developing this Definitely. movie. So they're why, like making fun like, of why that. Would he even he's not that? a celebrity tie-in. Buster Rhymes is the celebrity in this movie. And he's, he's the one saying tie-in, that. Yes. <laughs> He's the celebrity tie-in. And then just at the end, the last line being like, I'm done done dancing for these cameras and just that's it that's the end of the series which yep, no it was the halloween. end of the series like they knew <laughs> they <that> what <laughs> they, they were it. doing they burnt it
0: they're down. like we are <laughs> destroying this series and that's it well but then they do end it with myers like opening his eyes and he's alive <laughs> but that was the longest gap between a halloween oh, yeah. it was over like it was done
1: i mean i guess the rob zombies did come out Maybe it wasn't the longest gap. I don't remember when that Okay, we,
0: we can at least mention those. So the Rob Zombie movies came out after um, Halloween Resurrection. Um, there were two of them. And they were like a full reboot of the entire Halloween franchise. All, All right. right. <laughs> so after the Rob Zombie movies and after Halloween Resurrection comes... Halloween, Halloween 2018. 2018. Basically, it's, it's time for another continuity reset. We are back to just after Halloween 1. So nothing else ever happened. So these, these random podcasters get full access to this completely insane, insane asylum. <laughs> like, they, they keep their inmates on a yeah. chessboard. <laughs> yeah. Re- they're all relegated tethered to like to random brick. squares <laughs> of the chessboard. Yes, tethered to bricks. <laughs> it's so weird. And they allow these podcasters to just taunt the crap out of Myers, like holding up his mask, taunting him with it. The guy is screaming, say something, say something, say something. It's so great. This is some (laughs) top-notch therapy that Michael Myers is getting here. (laughs) We should be doing what these guys are doing. (laughs) Like, these two podcasts in this movie just showing up at random people's houses and demanding interviews with no appointment or even any previous (laughs) contact. What are they doing? Money to just
1: throw around. Even then, you don't just show up. I feel like this was made by someone who's maybe about 10 to 20 years older than us who doesn't exactly doesn't know what know podcasts, podcasts are. Work. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, so the general consensus of like a slightly older generation is that podcasts are really big right now and people are making tons of money off of podcasts and I'm not. <laughs> and so like they assume that it's just like <laughs> so these hard-hitting journalists. Losers. <laughs> not sh- <laughs> right, not just like, this is like anyone can make a podcast, dude. Just go make a podcast, yeah.
0: I loved how they had him recording sound bites for his podcast as they were driving. Yeah, don't do that. Dude, he did that. You did that. It doesn't
1: work so well. <laughs> but okay, wait, wait. So the moment when the podcasters come to Laurie Strode's weird, not even house, her like compound, yeah, <laughs> out in the woods, they ask her because she doesn't want to talk to them. Like, how does three thousand dollars sound? And then she opens the door. Now I think this is a meta meta commentary on how they got Jamie Lee Curtis to come back to the franchise, I think so too. But they probably <laughs> Just said add three a million <laughs> <zeros> behind that.
0: <laughs> I, I will say these podcasters for the three thousand dollars they paid for this interview, they did a horrible interview. They did not get any sound bites at all from her. No, they talked. It's a podcast, a
1: ton. <laughs> dudes. They're acting like they're hard hitting journalists going for a specific story,
0: when it's like. If you're a podcaster, you just, you need you just this person to bites, talk. Anything. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. get this person no, to talk. No, they needed her to say anything at all, but they spent the whole time being like, how do you feel doing this and this and this, even though it's had terrible consequences of blah, 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 blah. It's not at all like how we talk to directors and be like, hey, how come you did this and this and this and made <laughs> hey, this
1: happen? Sh- <laughs> yeah, yeah like, hey, shut up. Listen to our theory. We stop talking, exactly. okay?
0: We're <laughs> no, right. We just want to get your reaction, dude. Very much reminded me of how we do our interviews. <laughs> so, anyway,
1: I wanted to say I actually really liked the podcasters as characters. I thought they were really good actors and I yeah, thought they were, they were interesting I wish characters. They were in the movie more. Right. And I would like, they felt like they were going to be the next Dr. Loomis. And then they uh-huh. just kill him off in like a bathroom. And then we're focusing on far more boring characters, like the daughter, the granddaughter. I just, they're not interesting. Laurie Strode herself
0: is, but like. Yeah, but at least the relationship is interesting, right? Because they're related to Laurie Strode and we can explore like the damage she's done to her family with her crazy unfounded terror of Michael Myers. Why is she so traumatized?
1: Dude, I know That's the biggest problem with this whole movie. Exactly. It's like, it is the biggest problem. It's relying on what we know of the franchise that came before it, while at the same time telling us that franchise didn't happen. It doesn't exist. Yeah. And Jamie herself is acting like she lived through all the other movies. She, yes. she was just a 17-year-old girl. And yes, I'm sure it was traumatic when her two friends were murdered and one of their boyfriends. But like... I feel like she wouldn't have grown up to be
0: Sarah Connor. (laughs) Right, exactly. Well, in in that respect, it felt to me a lot like the newer uh, Terminator movies like Genesis and Dark Fate, which both relied very much on us knowing things about previous movies that now haven't happened.
1: Near the beginning, there is a point at which they play a recording from Dr. Loomis. And oh, whoever yeah. they got to do the Loomis voice uh, did it amazingly well.
0: It is a great impression. Well,
1: so here's what he says. He says, my suggestion is termination. Death is the only solution for Michael. There is nothing to be gained for keeping evil alive. <laughs> I'll be with Uh him to make sure his life is extinguished. My ear on his chest to hear for myself that his vitals no longer function and immediately incinerate the body. It needs to die. Yeah, he
0: doesn't (laughs) like Michael.
1: This is his psychiatrist. It needs to die. We And not only does it need to die, we need to destroy the evidence. His body must be incinerated. <laughs> like, like when he says the body must be <laughs> incinerated, what I'm saying is this is pre-supernatural Michael. There's no reason to incinerate right, the body yeah, yeah, yeah. unless you are a paranoid doctor who screwed this guy up and you want to just destroy all evidence of that.
0: <laughs> uh, one line that I really liked. Was where Laurie is talking to some cop and she's like, I prayed every night that he would escape so I could kill him and the cop says that was a dumb thing to pray for <laughs> and like, he's right <laughs> yeah. what a dumb thing to pray for
1: <laughs> maybe she saw the first one and she was just mad at herself for being so catatonic okay. and always sitting with her back to michael and she was like she's i'm like, not I gonna, gonna be that girl so
0: that. <laughs> i'm gonna be the exact
1: opposite of that person
0: now <laughs> dude but if she saw the first movie then that means that she's in the halloween three universe in which yeah. the first movie is a movie <laughs> she
1: very well could be
0: so yeah then uh, michael confronts them at laurie's house and it's funny because she turns on all these lights and the lights just flood the outside right like the front yard is flooded with light the rest of the house is dark and she's using a <laughs> flashlight <laughs> like, lady why wouldn't you fill your house with lights you don't want to be hunting a serial killer in the dark <laughs> Her thing is that she's crazy, right? So, that's true. Maybe she thinks she's like, she's just a wacky, you're not hunting backwards me. world. I'm hunting you.
1: Exactly. Like I said, she watched the first movie. She's like, that's not me. I'm Michael, and I'm going to kill Michael so I can be Michael.
0: For this entire part where she's trying to kill Michael in her house, she is fixated on this idea that Michael Myers would hide in a closet. She checks every closet in the house, like very deliberately. Why does she think Michael Myers will hide in a closet? Michael Myers has never hid in a closet. She has hidden in a closet. So I thought she was just projecting. Like she, She's like, what what do people do when they're being hunted? They hide in closets. That's what I did. I hid in the closet. So now she thinks he's being hunted. And she's like, he would right. hide in the closet. Right. So she's trying to
1: reverse it. And she's like, man, I'm Michael now and he's me. Yes, exactly. And he would hide in the closet. Where would I would be? be in fatal the fatal <laughs> flaw in her plan is that he is not her. He is he's Michael. He's not her. <laughs>
0: you know. All right, that's pretty much the end of the movie. I just want to, as I was watching it, I was thinking, dude, Michael Myers would not be able to hear a thing in this floppy rubber mask. (laughs) Like, all he would hear is, like, constantly as the mask flops around on his face. (laughs) Maybe
1: that's why he never responds to anyone when they talk to him. He He can't hear hear them them talking to him. (laughs) He's like, what? (laughs) Also, he can't see. He's just yeah, really afraid. He He's like, I got to kill all He's these like, people. Yeah, they're, they're shouting at me, but I can't understand them. And I can barely see them. I just got to kill them.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: Okay. So what do you think of my theory that Dr. Loomis is, in a way, the true villain of the series, at the very least evil, and created the monster known as Michael, and is kind of trying to cover up his
0: tracks by catching him? There's no denying the fact that Dr. Loomis is a very unorthodox psychologist. Um, he really, really has it out from Michael. Uh, he has nothing but negative things to say about him, basically calling him pure evil and the boogeyman. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's also like, you know, very clearly documented psychological uh, surveys and tests that show that, You know, if you tell someone they are something, they're more likely to act that way. Right. So I think that it makes a lot of sense. I could definitely buy this theory. It really seems like Dr. Loomis created Michael by telling him over and over how evil and bad he is. And I could see my I could see Loomis doing that because that's all he does. (laughs) He tells everyone that. (laughs) Yeah. Happy Halloween, everybody. I hope you yeah. enjoyed our Ooh. special edition Happy Halloween episode. We watched eight movies just to bring this to you. Oh, so <laughs> we'll eat your heart You're out. welcome. Halloween is a great movie. Go watch Halloween. Everyone this Halloween. see it. And if you want <laughs> yeah. you to see you can you see watch Halloween the others, kills. <laughs> yeah, but especially watch Halloween Resurrection because it is the ah. pinnacle of this franchise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is the high point. You gotta go watch Halloween Resurrection.
1: Music for this episode was provided by Christine. And if you like our podcast, leave us a review.
0: Hit us up on Twitter at Popcorn Isn't Real.
1: And remember, the popcorn isn't real.